Hello and welcome back to Black or Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for a new series on Apple TV entitled Severance. This show recently wrapped and I have heard a lot of good news about it and I know it's been renewed for a second season. So that made me intrigued to to see what's going on there just because it's gotten such positive reviews. So since this is the first time we are jumping into a new series, let's take a peek behind the curtain. I just want to ask Piers, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. So Severance is an American science fiction psychological thriller streaming on Apple TV, created by Dan Erickson and directed by Ben Stiller. And I'm going to try to say this name correct. Aofi McGarty or McArdle. Yes, that is the best that I'm going to be able to do. <laughs> but nice to see Ben Stiller stepping behind the camera instead of in front of the camera. The plot follows Mark, an employee of Lumen Industries, who agrees to a severance program in which his non-work memories are separated from his work memories. It premiered on Apple TV February 18th of 2022 and consists of nine episodes. Our main cast, Adam Scott as Mark Scout, Zach Cherry as Dylan George, Britt Lower as Helly Riggs, Tremelli Tillman as Seth Milchek, Jen Tulak as Devin Hale, Desheen Lockman as Mrs. Casey, Michael Chernis as Rick and Hale, John Totoro as Irving Bailiff, Christopher Walken as Burt Goodman, and Patricia Arquette as Harmony Cobell. There are a few guest appearances. Yule Vasquez, Vasquez as Peter P.D. Kilmer, Michael Comsty as Doug Grainer, Nikki M. James as Alexa, Sydney Cole Alexander as Natalie, Mark Geller as Care Egan, Michael Sidberry as James Egan, Joanne Kelly as Nina, Cassidy Layton as June, Nora Dale as Gabby Arteta, Ethan Flower as Angelo Arteta, Karen Aldridge as Ray Hobby, and lastly Ben Stiller in a uncredited voice cameo. So now that we have given credit where credit is due, let's go ahead and jump into this first episode. Good News About Hell was, of course, directed by Ben Stiller, written by Dan Erickson. I gave it a 9.6 out of 10. The whole concept of severing your work life from your personal life is very intriguing. I think that some of us would initially think that's a great idea, but a pretty decent idea. However, when you think about it just even a little bit harder, you're like, wait a minute. I'm a drone for the man. Oh, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. We start the episode with a woman waking up on a conference room table. Someone is saying hello. Then they're saying they have to ask her some survey questions. She's like, what the fuck is this? She tries to get the fuck out. 
she asks who this person is that is speaking to her through a speaker they ask her the five questions and the only thing she can answer is that delaware is a state she's starting to freak out because she has no memory of things that she should have a memory of and then the door opens and a man is standing there in the shadow and he tells her that she hit a perfect score we then go back in the day and we meet our titular character adam scott or the actor is adam scott mark scout who goes into lumen he is crying profusely in his car and we find out later that he suffered from a recent loss the loss of his wife who used to be a russian literature teacher or something to that effect when he is done sobbing he goes into work he passes through security he goes to a desk where they ask if they're ready for him yet which uh they say they are he then goes into a locker room puts in his watch and any of his personal effects and grabs an almost identical badge and then another differing watch before he goes past the security guard who lets him on an elevator as he's going down the elevator there is some type of trigger where he is no longer his personal self he is his business self his business i'm this is so weird to me because they're using the same physical body but they say that their business person is stuck there i'm trying to comprehend that does that mean that their consciousness and does that mean that the work is then all in some type of digital reality i'm very intrigued i have no idea i need more information and i was trying to pay attention at that dinner table but i was irritated (laughs) particularly with that white bitch that really said everything in a way to insult you even though rickon was kind of there co-signing these motherfucking bitch ass niggas i digress we'll get to that to there in a moment once he goes down to his work self he's a little bit more well he's emotionless in a way right he goes through the never-ending corridor corridors that are all the same and anyone who's ever been in a corporate building you know that's exactly that oppressing feeling of being trapped (laughs) in a certain sameness of rooms and facilities he then gets rid of the tissue in his pocket because he doesn't know why it's there and then he walks into his office where another man is already there and that is oh let me remember his name dylan who talks about pd not being at work and wonders if he's coming in i don't know what kind of work they're doing it looked as if it was just numbers being put in a folder because he said he closed a certain account that he needs pd to review but i have that doesn't make any sense to me it's so over my head on what they're doing but at the same time (laughs) that feeling of being a drone definitely uh is present then we meet irv who comes in and asks a saying that that pd used to say which is what's for dinner 
or something to that effect i wasn't really following this office dialogue i just knew it was office dialogue <laughs> but the closeness of the cubicles where you could just look and see another person oh i don't miss those days i work from home now and <laughs> I, I, there are some things people are like oh i really want to go back to the office because i miss this these things but at the same time i'm like oh no just someone constantly breathing over you or close by this one chick used to like oh she had the worst cough the worst kind of bronchitis i don't know she was the uh, she was a, a very prolific smoker as well so she never took any medicine that we could see and she would just hack at her desk and it was the, so loud and so irritating <laughs> Uh, when i used to sit next to her because they made me really sit right behind her i used to always be like you know do you need some <laughs> medication because <laughs> i can hook you up sis i don't understand going back to the episode mark is then called out by the security guard uh, I think he is no uh, Seth Milchek is the supervisor and the security guard I thought I called his name but I don't think that I did he takes him to an office where we meet his boss which is played by Patricia Ar Arquette who is named Harmony Cobell Harmony tells him that they're on a call with the board I love the board. It's just this unanimous, unseen <laughs> control construct, or more like a controlling concept. And they let him know that he's basically, well, he, they tell him PD's not coming in. PD has been terminated. They say that it's an assault on his privacy if they tell him why. They know that he and PD were very close. And he pretends to not be affected by this but it feels a little bit later when heli points out to him like you're a replacement why does it sound like you're angry about that he is then given pd's position as chief uh chief of what i'm not sure <laughs> they do work in the macro data refinement division which is part of the severance program he is told that they have an interview that they have to go to or bringing in someone new so new higher class basically uh, he accepts the promotion and requests to have his hand shaken after a few moments of considering it and her telling him it's a possibility but she looked disgusted when their hands shook and then she sends him along and tells him to follow Irv's direction which he does him and Irv go into a small room and then we pick up where the beginning of the episode began both the security guard and Harmony are watching the performance of the new chief and Mark is not doing the greatest job he skips the preamble he tries to back it up he gets the questions but then he goes in he tries to calm down heli but heli doesn't know what the hell's going on he's offering no answers and he's stumbling through completely and failing at the reintroduction into this program after she throws the speaker at him injuring his head 
he's like you know what i tried to be personable i tried to do the business way because he's like look i was scared too when i woke up on this table you know two years ago but the person that that was that voice that i am for you became my best friend so there's a life for you here she's like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about but i want the hell up out of this building so he allows her to go following protocol because she asked three times he then walks her around shows her a very empty department saying that they're they are trying to expand he then shows her where the exit is where the stairs are and tells her you can go but i'm gonna stay right here because i'm not i'm not allowed to see the exit okay 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 heli tries to leave several times and realizes that she cannot they then go to harmony's office where she explains that yes i also want to hit mark and we're seeing the security guard put a bandage on his head she tells him he can't possibly fuck up the next part of orientation because it's just you watching a video so the security guard takes them both back to that little room with the four desks she is placed in front of a screen and she watches a video of herself telling her that she has voluntarily signed up for this severance program which separates one's personal memories from one's work memories and they no longer have access to said memories uh once they are or vice versa so the people who are the work people don't have access to the personal memories and that she knows that this is an irreversible process and she does of her own free will and then the security guard's like yep well time to get to work then he leaves she asks him uh so we're just not allowed to leave here of course at 5 p.m i am not quite sure what stacked means but we see at 5 p.m he leaves around 5 20 p.m goes back up the elevator and he is once again in his actual life his personal life where he leaves goes home does some mundane things like drink a lot of alcohol and watch television he calls his neighbor mrs selev or selvig selvig regarding the fact that she keeps putting out her garbage bins in front of his garbage bins he lives in a very uh upper middle class type of neighborhood and i'm not really sure because all the houses are identical if possibly i need to see more people to know if this is one of those uh ford or no it wasn't ford what was one of those factory workers that are robber barons that built like uh residences and malls and stuff in their own little town for all the employees but it was basically a way to control them in a lot of ways so i'm not sure if this is the same thing but based on the end of the episode it could just be or a coincidence so he is visited by his sister who wants him to get out of the house and uh come over and visit with her she's heavily pregnant because this is a uh, not the best time of year since the anniversary of his wife's death which would explain why he was crying in the car that morning he also got a 
a uh, note on his car with a pip gift certificate after they wrote lumen that he had slipped and fell carrying boxes at work so that's to explain why he has the head injury and then he almost runs into heli who definitely sounds different than she did downstairs when we met her and they do not recognize each other at all this dinner was a little fucked up i guess rickon is her husband the sister's husband but he's like i 100 percent support you <laughs> more uh, even though it's unethical unmoral uh, immoral just a terrible idea in general it, it was very political i guess they're growing food and there's this debate going on about food being grown as humans or something to that effect because that's the first thing heli asked was am i am i a cow am i food so i'm like what is there a food shortage that's so bad that they're thinking about uh creating life with i don't know what the fuck this is about i need more info but it's another interesting tidbit in this episode um the the one bald guy i can't remember what he looks like the the brother in romeo must die but i know it's not him (laughs) but he seems very antagonistic and he's one of those bourgeois bitches that i can't stand oh i'm not really trying to insult you but i'm gonna say things that are kind of insult you oh rickon just went out and told everyone that he's a severed person she's like oh i'm thinking about it but it also what's it like viscerally to feel that way (laughs) leaving this other person there they're making him pretty much feel like shit for electing to do something quite like this his sister is pretty silent letting it happen while she does chastise her husband which i didn't even realize was her husband at first for um for telling other people that you know that was his decision to make and he says i stand behind you and so does everyone else even though they're like this is a terrible idea and i don't know how a sane person would ever think that it's a good idea and also there might be something inherently evil going on with the idea that they're utilizing your brain for corporate profit or profitability and you don't even know what they're doing with your consciousness to make that profit so later on she tries to cheer him up even though he's drinking directly from a flash she doesn't say anything about it as he's eating his sandwich but she does ask if he's been to therapy he says no because the severance thing is working she says yeah but you can forget about your wife for eight hours a day you still have to be in the real world she says that he's gonna stay with them even though he says no (laughs) what the fuck is with the three bedroom bedroom thing talking about a child can figure out which stage in life yeah i don't get that at all you seem way too hip into whatever scientific bullshit is going on and i'm really surprised they're married because i don't see what the hell is going on between them but they are she does make fun of the woman that was giving him the most shit about the visceral way in which he should feel he then wakes from a memory and goes outside and sees someone staring at him he tells his sister the next morning 
that someone was out in your backyard she says maybe it's someone from the bar they seem to have a very friendly joking relationship which i like to see he's at pips and receives a call from his neighbor mrs selvig and that's weird because my neighbors would never have my phone number <laughs> who once again is asking where he's at i thought this was weird considering what happens next uh they also ask him or she asks where what he's doing and then that's when pd enters the booth with him and tells him to hang up which he does uh, he also was trying to tell her once again that your bins are where my bins are because garbage comes on one day and recycling on a different day pd enter well he says what's for dinner and then he says you won't get that particular joke he says that they are good friends from the office that they both do not like it there that they've tried to get out by making a complaint but he admits that he bypassed his severance and now understands what goes on there and it gives him grave concern he feels like the guy knows him because that's how he looked at him the previous night so he's kind of listening to what he gotta say like okay so why didn't you <laughs> like why, what are you doing here why are you telling me all of this he gives him a letter of course uh and i don't blame him mark is freaking the hell out who the fuck are you man especially when he admits that uh they are aware and they are hunting him down and he tells him that if anything should happen to him <laughs> he wanted to trust the information with someone that is a friend and as he's leaving he says so we're friends he's like well i'm your best friend you're my good friend Aww. in his car he reads the birthday card he's like sorry for the the way in which i had to communicate this with you but if you really want to know what's going on uh and we definitely don't like gurn someone by the name of gurn or gorn i'm not sure and he tells him if you want to know like you i'm not going to force you to find out the truth but if you want to know just start this uh answer to a very long question by going to this particular address on the back of this card he pulls into his driveway when he gets home but he also notices that there was someone that appeared to be watching him and the biggest surprise of the episode is when he gets back home his neighbor mrs selvig has finally moved her bins he takes out his trash and she comes out to apologize to him tells him he's a good guy and sorry for the mistake completely unaware that well he is unaware that this is his boss harmony cobell and it seems as if she is definitely keeping an eye a very close eye on mark here's johnny so other mark might be deeply involved in a conspiracy or at least he was very close to Petey, and both of them had similar ideas about the place in which they were working i have no idea what any of this means but i am fascinated as hell and i really want to know more they used a word when they were at the table that i didn't quite understand which was bill for kate 
I was too busy wanting to smack that heck out of that heifer that really don't know what when to back the fuck up when they're talking to somebody about their personal life. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Yeet, yeet, woo, woo. I ain't playing around. Make one false move, I take it down. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. So it means to divide into two branches or forks. So that is uh, is something I'm going to keep in mind as I think about what this means for the mind when you are doing this, causing this divide. So uh, I think that is the completion of, yeah, of this episode. I don't have any theories. I'm barely grasping here. Uh, I feel like a rewatch is definitely in an order, but I'm really intrigued to get to the next step of this puzzle box and what does it all mean? The one part I forgot to mention before we wrap up is the the conversation between Mark and and his boss the first time because I noticed the difference is when he when she's like uh, he's he's getting chastised for basically fucking up and he's like are you mad at me (laughs) she's like yeah i'm fucking mad at you for your incompetence and your your whole performance there she says her mother used to be uh or was an atheist and said that the good news is hell is a place that was made up the bad news is anything that humans can make up they can create And when she talks to him as Siv or Savig, she says that her mother was Catholic and that she could always tell when someone was a good one or something to that effect. So I love the fact that there is even a difference in persona when it comes to the split uh, consciousness is what I'm going to call them right now. If you want to send feedback for our next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black on magic. <laughs>